Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Social districts are popping up all over Michigan, and in some towns, you can actually walk from place to place to discover the best brews. Charlevoix is ready to host you for their Apple Festival. There's a new tour available to help you better appreciate the Sleeping Bear Dunes, and for a special occasion, you should consider a stay at the Townsend Hotel. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Good to be back with you again today and Boy, the, uh, the summer sure did uh, take off quickly, and now that fall is in the air, we're starting to get out there. We're starting to do some different things. One of the things that becomes very popular at this time of the year is tours. We actually have several types of tours, walking tours, bike tours, you know, motor coach tours, and we have a variety of subjects that people can learn about and discover. So we're going to start out today with uh, a beer tour. Later on, we're going to do another tour into the woods. So let's, uh, let's thank cities first. Let's thank Michigan Craft Beer, and let's welcome in John Liberty. He is the general manager of West Michigan Beer Tours. John, it's good to have you on the program. Hello, hello. Great to be here. So you you actually started your company a while back. I don't remember when you started, but uh, give us a little uh, kind of a little history of when you started doing beer tours because it's not something you know something that everybody does. Uh, where'd you come up with this idea? How long you've been doing it? And then tell us a little bit about the experience itself. Yeah, we officially launched West Michigan Beer Tours in, in 2013. Uh, prior to that, I'd spent about a decade in the newspaper world um, covering Michigan beer. Uh, so I sort of flipped some of those relationships in the uh, media world into a, uh, a, a tourism landscape. Um, so a lot of the, the background work uh, goes back to 2007, 2008. Um, and then we launched uh, 2013 and been kind of building our uh, variety of events, both by foot and uh, number by bus. Now, are you out of the Grand Rapids area? Because you would think a Beer City USA, you came from the media. I, I know you covered Grand Rapids quite a bit. Yeah, we are all over West Michigan. Uh, we do a significant amount of work in Kalamazoo, uh, Grand Rapids, and during the summer months, there's a significant amount of work all up and down the lakeshore as our friends from all over the country visit to check out Lake Michigan and drink some of our great beer. Yeah. So we're all over the place. I, I bet you are. Uh, so, of course, during COVID and such, I, I suppose this probably put a dent in the business. Um, but since, you know, we, we kind of discovered how we could travel safely and do all the things we, we want to do to live fully. I know you've been operating again. Have you been offering tours literally all over West Michigan? Yeah, actually, we have one going on right now. We're picking up a group of 
five gentlemen in uh, from the Chicago area that are staying in South Haven, um, mm-hmm. and we're taking them through Allegan, Kalamazoo, and then back into uh, uh, South Haven. Um, so yeah, we're we're all over the place. It has been um, quite a quite a period uh, for, for us and, and all of our partners. We're kind of at this strange intersection of transportation, hospitality, and service industry. Um, everything we were um, not able to do for a long time is what we're best at, which is getting groups of strangers and friends and family together to share beverages. Um, and so that was that was quite a test. Uh, we drew a lot of motivation from our uh, brewery partners in particular and some of their creativity, uh, positivity, and uh, their drive to keep going. Um, so it's, it's been a great um, uh, couple months uh, for us to kind of get back out and, and see our friends again and uh, share some share some beer together, but in a safe and responsible manner. So a lot of our groups tend to be somewhat smaller at the moment as we wait for sort of business travel and things to kind of resume to uh, pre-pandemic levels. But um, yeah, through all the tough times, you learn a lot about uh, the community that you're in and the industry you're in. And uh, there's some pretty phenomenal phenomenal people that, that we get to share a, a beer with every once in a while. Well, you know, the whole concept of touring has changed so much. It used to be, you know, senior citizens in a motor coach and, and they go to various places, you know, cultural institutions and whatever. But now there are tours of all kinds, as I said, to start out the segment. So it's really cool that you have tours that specialize in beer. And I know this is not just, you know, going around and drinking. You're learning about things and you're you're discovering new places. So you're going to be in Kalamazoo uh, later in the month. Tell us about that. Yeah, so every every Saturday in downtown Kalamazoo, we have our walking tours. We have our, our brewery tours where we visit three uh, breweries in downtown Kalamazoo. And we just recently started our, our makers tour where we feature uh, downtown Kalamazoo winery, distillery, and brewery. So you get a little bit of everything um, along the way. You get some fun glassware. You get to meet the makers, uh, hear a little of their backstory. Myself and my staff will share a few really bad beer jokes <laughs> along the way. But we'll, we'll teach you a little bit about... Uh, both what's happening in in Kalamazoo and then Michigan overall, as we've sort of experienced this pretty phenomenal uh, change in in our uh, beverage adult beverage consumption habits uh, over the last several years. So it's it's been a joy for us to be part of kind of that uh, that explosion and then kind of share that with a, a wider audience and, and give them a chance to learn a little more, dive a little deeper, um, and then taste some pretty good stuff along the way. Yeah, we only have uh, less than a minute, but um, basically the people who come on your tours. Uh, different experience levels. That's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Anywhere from uh, we've had some some pretty avid home brewers um, who want to learn more and more about the process uh, to people who, and it all happens almost every tour. We always get someone who says, "I'm not a beer drinker." They got dragged along with uh, by their significant other. Uh, our challenge is is to find that right beverage because there's a there's a beer out there for everybody. Um, so we just need to figure out where they're at, uh, what their sort of uh, what their tastes are, and then kind of nudge them in the right direction and, and that's one of the biggest thrills is introducing someone to a craft beer um, when they thought they'd never be able to to have one because like I said there's there's a, a good Michigan beer out there for for everyone it just we just need to find it and get it to you well it sounds like a great idea I just uh, had a, a tour a couple of days ago and and it's just so much fun to be with people you don't even know you become friends in that very short amount of time and discover about them and of course these places and in this case you discover some pretty great craft beer. To learn more, go to the website westmibeertours.com 
And uh, John Liberty will be there for you to help you out. John, thank you so much. Look forward to it myself. And we're going to head to Charlevoix next for the Charlevoix Apple Festival here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We are talking about some really cool events and beautiful places to visit this season all throughout Pure Michigan. And one of the places that's just a must, I think, I think any time of the year to tell you the truth, but especially in kind of the warm weather months and then into fall, well, then there's winter and spring, which is also cool. But let's just talk about right now because Charlevoix is a beautiful place any time of the year. And of course, this time of the year, there are a lot of fun fun activities happening. So let's bring in Amanda Wilkin. She is the executive director of Visit Charlevoix. Amanda, uh, I've said this to you uh, probably a hundred times. What a beautiful place you live in and a beautiful place you have to promote. It really is a special place, isn't it? It is, Dave. It is um, just so beautiful. I tell everyone that I have um, the easiest job in the world because I get to promote Charlevoix. (laughs) Yeah, well, Um. so-called easy. (laughs) True. I'm the luckiest girl. <laughs> yeah, let's put it that um, way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I you know, it's it really, you know, being to being able to promote this area is just a it's it's easy in that there's so much to do, so much going on all the time. People just really want to be here um year round, but especially in the fall. It is just incredible. The views the fall foliage it's just you can't beat it in the fall well i've told you before uh, one of my favorite drives in the lower peninsula is between charlevoix and petoskey and it occurred to me on my vacation recently uh, when i was on the east side of the state uh, that the east side on you know m23 there are a whole bunch of beautiful views of lake huron but on the west side of michigan on 31 you really don't have a lot of places that you have really good views of lake michigan the charlevoix area is one of those places that is true yes um so right uh, the little travers wheelway is our bike path um which runs along 31 um, from Petoskey or from Charlevoix to Harbor Springs, uh, Bay Harbor and Petoskey in between. Um, and so that bike trail is incredible, uh, but you also get great views of the lake by car. Um, so this time of year, you are traveling up that way uh, to see the fall foliage on one side mm-hmm. and um, the beautiful waters of Lake Michigan. Uh, do a little, you can stop at a roadside park on the way, do a little Petoskey stone hunting. It's just uh, an incredible location and, and beautiful views, especially during the fall. Which is why they call it Charlevoix the Beautiful, I suppose. Well, you know, for some of our listeners, we're going to talk about an event that might have already happened. So we have to explain that. So sorry about that if this is out of date for some of you. But uh, Apple Fest is a big event in the fall in Charlevoix. It happens the 8th through the 10th of October. So tell us what happens at Apple Fest. It is. It is a hometown favorite event here in Charlevoix. We all just love it so much. Um, So apple vendors from around northern Michigan, um, all of our apple orchards, they come in and um, set up shop um, in the middle of Bridge Street, um, right right along East Park 
uh, in our downtown area, they uh, sell their apples. So there's actually 30 varieties of apples available, which who knew there were that many? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but it's crazy. We'll have, yeah, we'll have that many apples um, available. And if, if people don't make it this year, you know, there's always next year. It's always the, fir- the third, I'm sorry. It's always the second full weekend of October. Um, so this, this year, the 8th through the 10th, um, and there's a lot of activity going on. There's an art and craft show um, on Saturday in particular. There are a lot of kids' activities, um, live music in the streets. Um, so it's really just a big party and a big celebration of the apple, which is, hmm. um, you know, our, our, largest, our largest crop here in the Charlevoix area. Yeah, and in the state of Michigan. Uh, most valuable, uh, most uh, productive. Uh, it's very important uh, for us. And uh, luckily, we're really good at it because of the region of the country that uh, Michigan sits in. So works out well. Now, the thing is, whether you're coming for Apple Fest or just for this time of the year, you're going to still be able to get some of those activities that are at festival, like the farmer's market. When does your farmer's market open up? Yeah, so farmer's markets, um, it, it, it heads into our library, actually, this time of year. Um, mm. So it's every Thursday, and it goes into the library uh, just so that it's safe from the weather. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there are farm markets surrounding our area as well. Um, so you can go any day to any of the farm markets. Um, so Frisky's Farm Market, um, they actually have events most every weekend as well um, during the fall season. Um, actually year round, they do quite a few events, um, all the time. And also, um, King Orchards is close to us as well. Um, and they do a fantastic job. So you could do, you pick apples this time of year, um, at any of our area orchards as well. Which is I, I love that idea. I love the idea for a couple of reasons. First off, I think it's just a lot of fun for adults, but I think you should bring your kids. Bring your kids to these farms. There aren't a lot of opportunities to do that, so this is one of them. And then make sure they know, hey, this is where food comes from. Because it turns out it doesn't just come from the store. Exactly, that's exactly right, Dave. It is, um, it's so important to teach our children um, about Michigan especially and how great our, our food culture is. Our agriculture is incredible in the state and we are just so lucky to have that. So. Let's teach our children that. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of foods, we'll go from apples to mushrooms here, and we need to make this really clear. I want to talk about something that's really cool, and we're going to hear from Amanda talk about it. But we need to be respectful of uh, people's property. And uh, I know there's been some uh, hullabaloo about the mushroom homes in Charlevoix, which I think it's a must-see when you're in Charlevoix, but make sure you're just seeing and you're not going onto the property and you're not, you know, bothering people who live there because there has been a little bit of that happening lately. But uh, tell us about those very unique mushroom houses. Yes. So the Earl Young Mushroom Houses in Charlevoix are a a must-do. Put it on your bucket list. It is so cool to see. Um, and there is a guided tour, um, which I always tell people to do the guided tour. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, it, they go around in a little golf cart. Um, it's really fantastic and, and so fun. The people that do it are just a hoot. They're, they're a good time. Um, and they teach you about each one of the homes. It's about an hour long. But if you do the self-guided tour, um, we have maps here. We have maps here in our office available. Um, you can do the self-guided tour around Charlevoix. Um, and yeah, look at the homes. Feel free to go on the sidewalks around the homes, the streets around the homes. Um, 
but yes, please stay off private property. Um, yeah. we, we've had some, some of the locals in the area have gotten a little frustrated with that, but um, the homes are called mushroom houses because they look like they grew hmm. up out of the ground like a mushroom. So um, you really have to see it to believe it. Um, they're very whimsical, very unique, and something only here in Charlevoix, Michigan. Yeah, kind of on the set of Harry Potter or something like that. It's um, <laughs> yeah, or Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, or, probably yeah. even more so. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. But uh, you know, we've had this this issue in other places as well, and so I'm always trying to encourage people. You know, be respectful of people's property and of nature. And as people have been getting out into beautiful places, um, sometimes they, this is the first time ever or for a long time, and they don't know how to do it properly. Same thing in towns. You know, be respectful of property. That's it. Pretty easy, isn't it? Yeah. Let's just let's just do that. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier something, and I it, it kind of kind of strange that I'll bring it up, but you mentioned your library is where your farmers market moves into the best yes. library I think for any small town in America. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Our library is hands down the best library in Michigan, and I I will go to bat for that. <laughs> It's pretty cool. I think it, it is incredible um, for a small town to have pulled this off is just incredible. Um, it is our old uh, school that they turned into a library. So the stacks of the library um, are in the old gymnasium. All of the, um, the architecture is a craftsman style. It's just incredible. It's so beautiful. Well, it's uh, not, not too, too far away from those mushroom houses either, so kind of on that end of town. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kitty corner from the mushroom house, so, so it's real easy to get to. Your website is visitcharlevoix.com. Charlevoix is spelled C-H-A-R-L-E-V-O-I-X. So visit charlevoix.com. You should do that. And I want to thank Aunt, uh, Amanda Wilkins for being with us today. We're going to check out Sleeping Bear Dunes next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Anyone who knows me knows I love to hike. That's my thing. I, I really enjoy getting outside in the wilderness in Michigan uh, and hiking around and, and frankly even just kind of walking or running in a, in a town. I'm happy doing it. I mean it's a great way to see an area. Uh, you're eventually going to find something that you just happen to notice along the way that's really cool uh, wherever you are and um, occasionally you find some really spectacular places to hike to. So our next guest is going to tell us about one of those truly spectacular places to visit, that being Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. I mean it has been uh, actually described as the most beautiful place in America by the viewers of Good Morning America. That's how truly spectacular this place is but most people only get to the sand dunes you know they either walk up the sand dunes or they they drive through pier stocking drive and then they go to the various you know points of view and that's a cool thing to do but did you know that there are many places on this very big park that you can go into and hike and enjoy. So let's find out more about this. Let's bring in Julie Denial. She is from Sleeping Bear Tour Co. 
not company, Sleeping Bear Tour Co. CO. And to find out more about that, let's bring in Julie. Julie, so first off, I just have to, to, to uh, ask you. So you don't call your, your company Sleeping Bear Tour Company. It's Co. Why is that? Because, uh, well, thank you for having us, first of all. You bet. Uh, we, we use Co. because of a little... Uh, unknown location in the Caribbean where we also have a company, Antilles EcoQuest, hmm. and it is called Caribbean Surf Co. And I just uh. have always loved how they use their name, uh, Co. instead of company, but we will accept anything. We're not about the name um, other than Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. That's what we want to promote and get people out into. Well, that's that's a neat uh, neat description. Well, Julie, you know it was great to meet you recently. I was uh, in the area with the Under the Radar Michigan TV crew with Tom Dalton and Jim Edelman, and uh, we uh, we only had a short time to visit with you, doing a segment for the TV program and for online. But it was it was neat to visit with you, and we went to a place that I had never been to before. Now now, as I say this. Let me just tell you, I thought I'd been everywhere in Michigan, but we went actually to one of the trailheads near Otter Lake, uh, just south of what most people think of as Sleeping Bear Dunes. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that entire parkland area, because it does have many of these really cool places to visit and enjoy. Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore is the epitome of pure Michigan. It is a unique landscape only to be found here in northern West Michigan. I think it's a very highly generational uh, area. Many people remember coming as a child and uh, I think it's now time to bring the younger generation up here and reintroduce the importance of this geological formation. Um, Sleeping Bear Dunes encompasses many diverse landscapes, and our focus is the wilderness lands within Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. Wilderness lands uh, are about 34,000 acres of the park, a very large portion of the park, and they're areas that are untrammeled by humans. That means there are no uh, paths that are manicured, there's no garbage uh, receptacles, it's just beautiful, pristine forests, as it once was when the Native Americans or the Anishinaabe roamed these areas. So it's a chance to go back into your own uh, past um, and also bring in new generation, experience the forests, the quiet. Uh, you know, it's just very unique. Uh, many of our tours do not even encompass the dunes because those are easily accessible via vehicle and everyone uh, absolutely needs to go visit those areas as well. That is why the park is named Sleeping Bear Dunes National <laughs> Lakeshore. Mm -hmm. um, but also get off that beaten path. Our hikes are very quiet. Many of them are private. You will be the only people on our tour. We keep them very small to protect this land. Um, it needs protection and we are uh, very adamant about that. Yeah, well, for folks who don't know where Sleeping Bear Dunes is, it's in the uh, the Lower Peninsula, that northwest part of the Lower Peninsula. Think west of Traverse City. And uh, I don't even know how many you know miles of shoreline Sleeping Bear Dunes uh, really um, you know covers. Do you have any idea? So there's 35 miles of coastal area. That includes parts of North and South Manitou Island as well. Mm, true, yeah. So, so now when you have somebody contact you 
through the website sleepingbeartourco.com. Uh, what what type of service do you offer them? Is is this kind of a concierge tour service where you ask them, you know, what what they want to experience, or you just say, hey, we're, we've got a group of ten going out, and we're going to go out on this day at this time? How do you handle that? So sleepingbeartourco.com. Uh, Connecting to that site will display, generally we offer three tours um, at a time, just as a, 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 you know, a, an opportunity for you to visualize what you're going to see on that tour. Those pictures I have uh, developed and presented to you from my own personal cameras, um, they are not edited. They are just genuine footage of the trails, of the beaches, of the shorelines. And from there, you can select what you are most interested in, along with our uh, wilderness hike, which is uh, normally five miles. We are happy to make that a one mile hike. In fact, we've done that many times. Mm. You can just go for an hour and come back. Um, we are here to service the customer, the visitor, the tourist. Um, we also have shorter hikes, uh, a shore hike, and then we normally put in a dune hike. So you have an option of which dynamic area you personally would like to enjoy. Again, many times you're the only one on the tour. It's very personalized. Um, we're not here to take 50 people on a tour. That mm -hmm. is not why we're here. Uh, we're uh, generational tourism. We like to promote tourism for protection. Um, in the spring coming 2022, we are going to be developing a piping plover tour. This tour will be in protection of the endangered species, Great Lakes Piping Plover. So uh, it, along with our three generalized dune, shore, and wilderness hikes, we will also have some theme hikes put in as well and have guest lead leaders of the tours, uh, researchers, scientists, national park employees. Very nice. Well, when we were visiting the other day, um, it was interesting that you mentioned that the piping plover had been in that area, nesting in that area, and they had already taken off. I, I thought they stayed like, you know, from spring to like fall. I didn't know they left like midsummer. They arrive late March from North Carolina, South Carolinas, Florida, Texas. They come, half of the nesting sites are here within Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. Huh. Um, so as a Michigan endangered species, we want to promote educational programs um, in protection of these birds. They're fantastic. Uh. Um, in the early 80s, there was 12 nesting pairs of Great Lakes piping plovers. Wow. There are now 60. So they are exponentially increasing. Um, people need to, you know, realize that there's a lot of endangered species up in northern Michigan, along with the pitcher's thistle and some other uh, plants and creatures that need our protection. Yeah, I'm really glad that you teach that as part of the tour, you know, because you do see beautiful places and that's a it's an important thing to enjoy. But if you're not learning along the way, you're really missing out on a huge opportunity. Now, you mentioned that the park itself has several ecosystems within it. Uh, what what types of, of environments do we see when we are on the tours? So Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore is glacially formed. Um, there's lateral moraines, which have been formed by the glacial uh, terrain. There's going to be a dune landscape. There's a forest landscape. There's a lakeshore landscape. Um, and then within those, there's fields and, you know, different areas that wetland. There's many wetland areas that are highly protected and coveted. Um, so it, it pretty much encompasses all of pure Michigan, you know, your inland lakes, it's got everything. It is fantastic. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Well, uh, I really enjoyed being out there, um, you know, with you recently. So, you know, it wasn't the perfect day. It was comfortable temperature wise, but it started to rain. We were still able to see some some neat things in a short amount of time. So you do have to be, um, you know, aware of the conditions when it comes to, you know, the weather or, you know, what kind of bugs are out there that time of the year. So do you give them advice before they come on those types of things? Yes, of safety is Sleeping Bear Tour Co's number one. That is our, our main goal is always a safe, comfortable tour. Um, we want people to come year round. We're here year round and, and experience this landscape as it's forming. It's continually changing and uh, the sands are changing. The lakes actually are changing. Um, it's very spectacular. When you come during a blizzard, that is when you really connect to the landscape and mm you know really feel how this was created um so the worse the weather the better the tour actually yeah yeah i think so in a certain ways uh, well uh there is a no denying you're going to enjoy being with julie denial see what i did there very good uh, with a sleeping bear tour co so for more information go to the web this website sleeping bear tour co.com get ready for a really good time julie thank you for the time and i uh, hope to see you soon Thank you for having me. I can't wait to get Michigan out on the trails. Absolutely true. And next, we're heading to the Townsend Hotel here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Uh, for many of us, we love to check out new hotels as we're traveling around the state. For me, for instance, I get to go to some really cool places. You know, as part of my work, I, I actually need to, you know, discover what's happening out there and what's available. But I, I have to tell you, I love uh, just about every level of hotel experience, and they all offer what you'd expect. You can have that, that, mot that motel that's kind of like a, a basic motel, or you can have a true resort experience and everything in between. So we get to talk about a truly spectacular hotel next. That is the one and only Townsend Hotel in the Detroit area. It's in Birmingham. And to tell us why the Townsend has such a great reputation, let's bring in the managing director, Stephen Kalzinski. Uh, Stephen, I, I, you know, I was telling you before we went on the air, I've never actually stayed at the hotel and I need to do that. I need to find a reason to do that because I have walked in, I've seen just the front lobby and I was so impressed. So I'm really glad you can be with us today. Thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate it. Yes, you must come to Birmingham, Michigan, mm -hmm. and uh, the Townsend Hotel is, is kind of in the heart of a, a very walkable, upscale community, uh, which is Birmingham. Um, I don't know if too many of the listeners know, but uh, maybe 20 years ago, Birmingham was in the top five of the, uh, the more affluent communities in the United States, uh, obviously because of a lot of auto executives and senior uh, um, see sweet people that live within the area, oh, yeah. but it's a great walkable community. Well, I absolutely agree. In fact, I actually get to Birmingham quite a bit to, for work. You know, so everybody knows Detroit, and 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 you know, Detroit's such a cool place to visit. But just a, a couple of minutes up Woodward, you're going to get to Birmingham, and you you said it right, Stephen. It's a 
great little town. I mean, great shopping, great dining and all that. And one of the things you should consider the next time you visit the area is staying at the Townsend. Um, how long has the Townsend been around? The Townsend's been here for about uh, 34 years. And um, it has just developed its reputation from the from day one when it first opened up when uh, Michael Jackson and hmm. uh, and uh, some other very high-end celebrities stayed here with uh, were performing in, in uh, some of the local events so it really from day one was a four star four diamond property with AAA and just really developed its reputation and uh, um, in these days and ages we we seem to get a lot of the uh, the groups that uh, the A-level entertainment that are in the four or five different venues that are within the area, mm-hmm. and we're very fortunate to get uh, more than our fair share of, uh, of the sports teams as well that stay with us because of the we're, we're known for the service that we provide. Yeah. Well, let's get a sense of scale first. Um, uh, whereabouts are you, and uh, how many rooms? We're about 20 miles outside of Detroit. Um, we have 150 guest rooms. Probably about half of those are suites of a variety of, of different types, so we can accommodate, again, those uh, expectations that are used to staying. We're always compared to hotels that are, staying, that are in New York or L.A. or mm. Chicago, some yeah. of the higher-end higher end properties. Yeah, well, and of course, the AAA does a diamond level. What diamond level is the Townsend? We're a four-diamond. Four diamond. That's uh, that's about as high as you, as high as you can get uh, in the state of Michigan. So, so tell us about the experience itself. You know, I mentioned, I just walked into the lobby and I was really impressed. So right from that first experience, uh, right up until you, you get to your room and then you start to enjoy the amenities of the hotel. Explain that to us. Well, um, we're, a very, we're a modern luxury property. Uh, in the nine years that I've been here, uh, I've probably renovated every inch of the property uh, hmm. a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owners believe in maintaining a, uh, a good product that's their commitment to uh, the guests as well as to the employees. Um, so it's that it's that kind of a Ralph Lauren modern luxury feel. Mm. And on the on the service side of it, uh, you'll notice our service levels are pretty much unprecedented, gracious, thoughtful, and everything we do we try to offer a, a sense of personalized service. And a a good example of that is we stress the importance. You know what is the most personal thing to an individual but their name. So we, we really focus on getting to know the guests, getting to know their names and using it a few times uh, because at that point you get to really understand why they're here and how you can either meet or exceed their expectations. Well, it certainly is an impressive place to stay. And if I was a business owner and I wanted to impress um, maybe somebody I was trying to lure to come in to work for me, this is the place I would send them to. And of course, I would I would meet them there and make sure that um, you know that the conversation started out with that impressive uh, first meet opportunity. Now, is there is there like a restaurant on property? What are some of the amenities? So we have uh, one restaurant property called the Rugby Grill Restaurant, and it has been here since the hotel opened. It is a, uh, a Forbes uh, recommended restaurant. Uh, mm-hmm. Forbes Travel Guide is uh, another one of our uh, prestigious uh, honors to be yeah. associated with. Uh, the hotel is a, uh, a four-star um, Forbes Travel Guide property, and mm-hmm. the restaurant is a recommended one. 
The, rec the restaurant is also, we have a very extensive wine list, and we're a, a two-glass uh, award winner through Wine Spectator. Mm. Wow. And if you drink wine, you're pretty familiar with Wine Spectator. And uh, and again, it's it's a lot of comparisons to the New Yorks and the L.A.s and the Chicago's of the uh, the inventory of wines that we offer and the service that we provide. Well, you know, you know, we're talking about, you know, this luxury experience you offer, and you do offer that, but we don't want to uh, make people feel like, this is not a hotel for everybody at the same time because it is i mean you Agreed. you offer this experience to everybody and that's the cool thing i mean i think if you have some special occasion um i think this is the kind of place that i look for i might not stay there every week but it's a a, a place that really offers this this opportunity to not only impress but to feel pampered and uh, appreciated I'll, I'll share with you dave that uh my career I've worked. I worked ten years for five-star hotels in China. I worked in the Middle East. I worked for a five-star hotel company in India. Hmm. And I always tell people that the one thing I love about the towns and hotel is the other people, the Midwestern values, and the friendliness of uh, of the staff of the towns. It just separates it from. Uh, any other place that I've worked in a in a uh, and you can imagine some of the, the magnificent hotel structures that exist in other parts of the world uh, but it's the people that make the difference and I would take the towns and employees much over the other ones yeah yeah well I, I know that uh, I've heard so many great things about really the service but the uh, the property itself uh, as well uh, room types uh, the majority of our rooms are kings um, again we have a, a for it's very uh, extraordinary to have a hotel of 150 rooms mm. that has uh, almost 78 to 80 suites in the wow. hotel Wow and we have three presidential suites we have some executive larger suites and most of them are, are uh, two bay luxury suites but normally a hotel will have say 10% of their inventory in suites but as you can see it's where we're, we, we anticipated the need when the hotel was built and uh, it has definitely been an advantage to us over the years. Well, with the holidays coming up before you know it, people are gonna be looking for uh, some special um, gift ideas and maybe some special occasions to get away. So do you offer any kind of uh, uh, gift card purchase or uh, any kind of uh, special offers occasionally? Uh, we do. Uh, on the guest room offers, it's based on availability. Uh, the Townsend, I should mention, Dave, too, is also known for its afternoon tea experience. Hmm. So when I first came here nine years ago, it was it was very much of a traditional uh, British approach to afternoon tea, but we've oh, kind yeah. of modernized it a little bit. But uh, it's we have two fireplaces that are uh, in our, our two lobbies, and it's just hmm. a wonderful experience on a, on a cold winter day. And, you know, it does get cold here in Michigan in the wintertime. Occasionally. <laughs> well, well, so, so you know, here's the thing. If you're looking for a special occasion, a special place, the Townsend Hotel will be what you're looking for. The website is townsendhotel.com. And that's all the time we have today, Stephen. Thank you so much for, for being with us. Thank you for having me, Dave. Appreciate it. And, folks, that's all the time we have for Travel Michigan today. So we'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling.